Kim Crawl. I am reporting to you not live from my closet. I'm pumped today, guys. So I do my, I do my, uh, I do, I thought I was going to, wow, it's going to be one of those podcasts where like, da, 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 da. Uh, I thought I was going to be in a shitty mood this morning. So I was trying to record it yesterday before I watched the debates. So I was like, oh, I might be like really impending doom. I don't know. I'm having a good day. I uh, started a big Facebook fight last night. Um, a girl I used to do a reality show, I did a reality show with, uh, defended Donald Trump and his uh, refusal to denounce white supremacy. And then uh, all of my comedian friends buried her. Then she blocked me, which I don't know. I, 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 but a couple weeks ago, I got, I got unfriended by a girl that I really, really cared about back in the day. And that one kind of hurt, but it's like, eh, I don't know. Uh, but this one, I'm like, I don't know much about her. Like, yeah, we did that show together and she was nice. That's all I kind of remember. I know one of her breast implants popped or something a couple of years ago. So she was a lot on Facebook talking about that. Um, and I was interested cause you know how I'm wanting to get breast implants. Uh, um, some people don't know that yet. I think I, you know, I'm pretty open about it. Um, but so I was interested in that, but that's all I remember. I think she has MS too. Those are like the three things I remember about her. So like I, she blocked me, but, um, yeah, I don't feel, I don't feel, uh, bummed out today. I feel, uh, I also just took a pretty good poop. I've, I feel like I have some fun stories. I was going to tell you all about the reality show that I was on with that girl. Cause uh, I got some, I just really went right into it, didn't I? Just really jumped right in. Uh, when I do my sound check, I sing. Um, I don't sing for anybody ever except for myself and my cat. My cat has a lot of theme songs. Like his nickname, Henry's nickname is Booty Bear, I think I've told you guys. And I sing Booty School Dropout quite a bit to him. And also the Flintstone theme song and the Scooby-Doo theme song. And then some rap song that I don't know who it's by, but that's where the whole thing came from. Uh... I'm not that bad of a singer. I just listened to the soundtrack and I was like, hmm, not bad. Maybe you're tone deaf even when you listen to a playback of yourself. Who knows? Still won't be singing for anybody anytime soon. Um, oh, man. But yeah, I, I, I realized that I've gotten really political the last like month or so on the podcast. And I was thinking about it. I was like, because like, the way I thought last week in terms of my new job, and I was like, maybe I'll set a timer and only talk about my new job for like five minutes and bitch about being a bartender again for while well, I'm basically a waitress right now. Uh, nothing wrong with being a waitress. It's just I'm not great at it. And it's just not what I want to do with my life. Um, but and then I was like, maybe I'll set a timer too and only talk about politics and my mask stuff and all that. My mask stuff. Just wear a fucking mask. Jesus. It's just so crazy. Uh, Trump was like making fun of Biden for always wearing a mask last night. It was like, he's always got his mask on, even if like people are far away. And it's always really big. It covers his face. <laughs> like, just what a fucking idiot. Ah! Um, but I, But I was like, I was thinking about it and... I mean, I, I don't have a lot of politics to talk about today. If if I feel like if you still support Donald Trump, you probably don't listen to my podcast anymore, or you're and or you're probably not going to change your mind. Like so much shit. It, it was a bad week for Mr. Trump. Um, with his taxes, uh, the white supremacy shit last night. The Proud Boys are very excited today. Um, I don't know. I'm so I I'm just. It's just uh. I don't know. I have a little hope now. And Biden, Biden did good. Um, like I know people are like, he's stumbling on his words. And I get, I was having drinks outside with my neighbors last night after the debates. And I guess this isn't common knowledge. Uh, Biden overcame a bad stutter like that. He has a stutter problem. And he, and if you want to see a beautiful video, I know a lot of people are calling him a pedophile because he, he, he's, you know, he's like a grandpa with kids. Um, I will say that as someone who was sexually abused as a child, it's super offensive and insensitive for you to call that man a pedophile when some of us were victims of pedophile pedophilia. So it's just really, it's fucked up. That, but there's a video, Google Biden stutter kid, like it's super easy to find. Um, there was a little boy that had a stutter and Biden like got on his level and was like, yo, I had a stutter too. And I overcame it and like talked to him about overcoming the stutter and gave him his phone number and was like, if you ever want to practice, call me. 
oh god i don't and, and then people call him uh, just so fucked up and so fucking stupid you're fucking stupid if you say that yes i'm calling you stupid and if you're like i'm never listening to kim crawl again then cool i don't care um that's what i was thinking when i was like oh maybe i'll set a timer and only talk about politics or or how i feel about what's going on for 10 minutes and then I realized, no, if I want to talk about it, I'm going to talk about it. And if you don't want to listen to me anymore, because I, uh, I, I'm a massive Black Lives Matter supporter, or I, I denounce white supremacy, or I don't like Donald Trump, then I guess I will lose a listener like that. If I, if I lose a listener for being on the right side of history, I am cool with that, dude. I'm cool with that. But, um... I don't know. I'm really pumped today. Uh, I also am going to start having guests. I am still going to be doing this once a week where I am in my closet. I, I love doing this. I love this. Um, I just, I, I didn't, I didn't know that I would get so much out of it. So I, I appreciate that I have people that listen adamantly and love listening to me too, because it means a lot that something I get so much out of, a lot of other people are getting a lot out of too. It's just really, really cool. But I think I'm going to have guests. I, I don't know. I, I've been talking about this for a while. Well, Dash, the, the Dash radio stuff is on uh, a pretty big hold, like a while hold. There's a lot of bureaucracy that's too boring for me to tell you in here. Um, and also, I'm not sure I'm allowed to. Uh, so <laughs> that that's more what it is. But um, I, uh, but I, I, I think I'm going to start. I have a really, really good episode that I just want to release. And it's, it's with a one of my favorite people, comedians, Michael Malone. It's a really good episode, and I think I'm going to start uh, doing, I don't know, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to do weekly guests or bi-weekly. Is bi-weekly every other week? I I know that that, or is that bi-monthly? It's bi-weekly twice a week. I love when I ask these questions that I could easily Google. One of you guys just DMs me and tells me the answer, and I really appreciate it. Because most of the time, I'll say this in here and ask a question that I always ask myself, but I'm not ever near... A uh, Google, a uh, Google. That's embarrassing. Um, I'm never near something to Google it on. Jesus. Uh, so I just completely forget until the next time it comes up, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I should look that up. And then you guys just send me the answer. It's, it's great. It's great. I so I started a Facebook fight last night again. Oops, I did it again. Um, maybe I am singing sometimes on here. Uh, so the reality show. So this girl, I guess, it's so funny. Like, so she. I just wrote in all caps, you know, he would not denounce white supremacy. I have rewatched that clip and it's not funny because it's super fucked up. But because it's so fucked up, I think that's why I'm laughing. Um, I'm a comedian, man. Like we laugh at dark, awful shit. That's what we do. We're able to find the funny in some of the worst of humanity. And I think that helps us endure all of this. Um, so, uh... What am I saying? Oh, yeah. And then I was like, how do you fucking support this? And then this girl that I did this reality show with um, wrote this big, long thing. I feel like anytime you say, yeah, but to a comment about racism, you're going to say something racist and you're racist. That's like anything other than, yeah, that really is awful. Like when when like, like when a person of color tells you like this offended me and that's racist and you go, yeah, but no. When anyone tells you something, like, when you're like, that hurt my feelings, and a person's like, no, it didn't. Like, fuck off. It did. You don't get to tell me what, I don't know. Um, oh, I got so much to t talk about today. So, uh, I am, before I tell you about the reality show, because uh, it is kind of fun, um, I was, I was in a lot of reality shows. I don't know if I have ever told you guys this. I'm kind of like a, an L-list reality I was trying to the the uh, reality star I was trying to think of a letter in the alphabet that was like way far down but I didn't want to say z list l wasn't cool either o I don't know I wasn't I've been on about 15 dating reality shows oh god please don't google that apparently uh somebody found I was on blind date like 17 years ago um you remember blind date with roger lodge on like upn or something like that um like the original dating show maybe not the original dating show i think there was a bunch in the 70s by chuck barris but um uh 
one of you know one of the modern dating shows like one of the original modern ones I guess I was on that and I thought and it was before social media so I was like oh bullet dodge no one saw that no one will ever see that and then apparently it's rerunning on some network I've never heard of and a guy tagged me in a bunch of posts and I was like fuck but uh yeah I was on blind date I was on millionaire matchmaker Dating in the dark. Oh, dating in the dark. Uh, that was a fun. That was a fun one. That was actually the first big one. Like the first big thing I did. Like the first like prime time dating show I did that like got me a lot of traction. Uh, and it was cool because it was like it aired on ABC, which you know is a massive network. Uh, like four days before my ten year high school graduation or reunion, and so. A, like if you're from, you know, if you're from a town in the middle of the country and you move to New York or L.A., everyone is to automatically like, oh, my God, you live in New York. Oh, my God, you live in L.A. Like that's that's automatically there's a lot of stuff that's attached to it. But then I was on a reality show and I walked in there and like, believe me, I know how douchey that is and how like and a cocker spaniel could do these reality shows. Like it's not like anything I really uh, no, I'm going to say I got on there because I got a great personality. I think all those I, I did, I'm, I'm not going to like shit on that anymore because like I sat in a lot of offices with a lot of exe- like big executive producers of big networks and had them rolling laughing so hard. So I am proud that I got on these shows. It's just now it's like, oh, yeah. Um, but I walked into my 10 year high school reunion and everybody had seen it and I wasn't cool in high school as we've established, you know, with the the pants wedding and the the doll playing I I had like five friends uh I had like two maybe three really good friends sometimes five okay not a lot whatever it's fine it's fine it's fine I don't think people knew about the pants wedding but I definitely was weird um but so I got to walk in and it was just like everyone was like oh my god I saw you on tv Six, I like I wanted to high five 16 year old Kim it was the dream you know what I mean like when you're 16 and you're nerdy and you don't have a lot of friends and all the popular and everyone's developing boobs apparently I never was going to but you know and you're missing your teeth and everyone's having their first kiss and you're just like uh my teeth come out of my mouth and my best friend's feet flip flop all the way around and sometimes they put my teeth on my head while we walk by the popular kids that's a weird thing to just brush over but we'll get back to that um you're like high-fiving 16-year-old Kim. It was really cool. There were like the like one of the popular kids, he and his wife were like doing shots and we're like laughing and having a good time. And finally he goes, you're awesome. Why didn't we hang out in high school? And I was like, oh, you were really popular and kind of mean. And I was ugly. And he's like, right. Yeah, that was how it went down. Sorry about that. I don't understand people who like still hold grudges though from high school years later that are like that guy was mean to me like we were fucking kids and also I was mean to a I was mean to one girl that I'm still oh god I'm I still try to find her to like apologize in junior high it was really mean I like bullied the fuck out of this girl and like I'd send her notes every day to tell her that she should oh I hate this that she should hurt herself she would write back some mean shit too but like on the like popularity hierarchy I was above her and I had no business just bullying this poor girl who was probably just trying to get by well that was a really I was like laughing and having fun and then I brought I I'm I'm actually working in my I talk about my 12-step program I'm working in my 12-step program right now um uh the amends and I'm really I can't find this girl and I just want to message her and just I mean I know the point of the bullying thing is, is like, yeah, we were all young and we were all, in, you know, we, who knows what the fuck we were going through at home. I know I was like 12 when I was, when I was sending this girl notes and like, I know what 12 year old Kim was dealing with at home and it's shocking. She wasn't more awful, you know? Um, and so like, I, yeah, I just don't understand people who still hold these grudges. I think it's really sad. Like, the guy was like, you're awesome. I wasn't like, oh, my God, you were so mean to me, and I'm still. Like, it's like, work through it. Like, yeah, what, that guy being a dick to me wasn't my fault, but, like, me being an adult and how I handle it and work through that shit is. That was a lot to unpack in there, wasn't it? I did get to do a really fun thing at that reunion. I walked up to a kid that um, uh, was my boyfriend for, like, a day in junior high. He was so cute, and I, I liked him so much, but... I was really scared of that stuff because of what I was dealing with at home. Um, I was, I'm, a, I was, you know, um, 
though I'm really stumbling over my words, but I, I was really like s- scared of him, right? Um, I think because uh, at home, my uh, love to me was needy and scary and abusive. And um, it meant I had to take care of you. So out in the world, when like a, a little, it's so weird, a little boy, I was a little girl, uh, would ask me out, I would associate that with what I was dealing with at home. And so this kid that I really liked, I only dated him. I dated him. It's such a weird, we were 12. But I only, what I, he was my little boyfriend for like a day. And then I broke up with him. And then he went on to go get very, very, very hot. And I went on to get very, very weird. <laughs> um, so I walked into the high school reunion. And he's sitting at the bar. And I walk over. And he buys me a shot. We do a shot. And then he's like, man, if I would have known you were going to be here, I wouldn't have had other plans. But I got to go. And so he was like, will you walk me to my car? And I was like, yeah. So I walked him to my car. I walked him to his car. And then I kissed him and said, that was for 12-year-old Kim. <laughs> or 13-year-old Kim. Like 13-year-old Kim wanted to do that so bad. And then I was like, have a good night, Joe. And then I walked off into the dis. I walked off into the, that wasn't, you know what I'm trying to say. Walked off into the distance. Walked off into the night. Walked off into the night. That would have been much cooler if I... I drank a lot of coffee too and I had the best poop before this. You know when you just empty out and you're like, I have so much energy because you just empty. Um, so I've been on a lot of reality shows. I was a millionaire matchmaker, uh, ate on a date, which I believe never aired. I was on Excused twice. That was hosted by one of my favorite comedians, Elijah Schlesinger. Oh my God, I love her. Um, I... Every time I see her, she knows who I am and waves and says hi. I don't, she doesn't know my name, but it's cool that someone I really look up to knows I'm a comedian and recognizes it. But usually I force a hug on her, which is embarrassing. She'll hug me back, but now that the world's ending, I probably can't do that anymore. And also I've reflected and I'm like, I don't think I should, but I'm always so awkward and uncomfortable that I just go in for the hug and she hugs me back. But I was on her reality show. Fuck, I was on that show three times. No, two times. I was on it once, um, and then I won, which, does anybody win, excused, you know, um, and then they called me one morning, and they were like, yo, can you do, uh, can you come in for half a day, so how excused works is there's four girls, or boys, but since I was on that side, there were four girls, and um, you go into a room, and the dude, the two, there's two dudes and they're watching you interact in this room from another room, right? There's like hidden cameras or whatever, but we know they're there. And, and then based on that, like 15 minutes of us in the other room, they excuse two girls, right? And then they go on and then they go on a date with them and then they go on a date with them and then they excuse one and then she excuses two. I don't know if that makes any sense. Google it. Oh, please don't Google it. It's not good. Oh God, it's not good. Don't Google it. I hope that one is lost forever too. Oh God. Oh, um, oh God. Uh, so, um, both of the episodes, I'm just encouraging you now. This is just making you be like, I'm for sure going to Google this. Maybe you'll forget. Um, but so the, the second time they called, they were like, Hey, we just had a last minute dropout. Can you come in and you'll just be one of the girls that gets excused right away. And we'll pay you for the full day. We just need someone to come in. And I was like, sweet. Yeah. So I go in and it's obvious who the two girls are going to be that are going to get picked. Like the two, these two girls were like smoking hot, big breast implants, right? Like the, like I was just not that type, like the type of guy that wanted those girls wasn't going to want me, right? Like they had a lot of makeup, a lot of like, which I'm not shaming at all. Obviously I want to get breast implants, but like, um, <laughs> obviously, uh, but I mean like they, we just different types of women. So like if they... The type of girl, the type of guy that wants those women is not going to be interested in a type of girl like me. I'm not putting anyone down. Please don't DM me about either. I'm not putting anyone down. Um, and not myself, definitely. I know I'm great. And so are they. But, so it's like, ah, and then another girl was just like a disaster. I actually know that girl. I met her outside after that. And then now I, she's friends with a bunch of my friends. And she is just as much of a disaster as she, I'm kind of putting her down. But, uh. She's just, she was a disaster. You could tell like she just like, just shaking, like drunk shakes, you know, like that whole, so it was like obvious she was going to go and then I was going to go. Right. So we walk in the room and one of these bitches, the big, big boobs, a lot of makeup, 
second they go action, she picks up two bottles of champagne and just gets absolutely wild. And not in a sexy way, but in like a weird, like, mess, this isn't going to be fun to hang out with all day way. She starts pounding the champagne. She's like, let's get fucked up. We actually follow each other on Instagram now. She is a pretty successful model. Good for her, right? Um, But she was like, and this is like 10 years ago. She was like, let's get fucked up. And just goes wild, right? And I'm like, fuck, they're going to fucking excuse that girl. And I'm going to be stuck here all day. And that is exactly what happened. That bitch got excused. And I was there all day with the other girl who apparently there's a video of her on the internet putting a Corona bottle in her vagina. And that was like her claim to fame. She kept being like, yeah, I can stick a whole Corona bottle in my vagina. And it's on the internet. First of all, Corona bottles aren't like, there's not a lot of girth to it. I mean, yeah, I guess there is. I guess that just means she's a deep vagina. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it until this this moment but there's a lot more questions I should have asked like I, I assume that it was an empty corona bottle and I hope she washed it before I don't know a lot of questions but so she obviously won and these two dudes were all over her oh god I tried to kiss one of them and then I tried to model oh it's so embarrassing I am curious to see how bad it turned out I never watched it so if you do find it just tell me how how fucking awkward I look the whole day um oh god I think I still follow one of those guys on Instagram where he follows me I don't know his name's like JT or some shit um I don't remember why I launched into this. Oh, right. Because one of the girls from Take Me Out. Okay. So Take Me Out was a show on Fox. Now, Take Me Out is a show that I just got really, I might have to have a sip of water. I hope you guys are okay with that. I mean, obviously, I don't know. I just got really like, ooh, dizzy. It's so hot in here, dude. It's super hot. And... I had some wine and whiskey last night with the uh, election. Not drunk. No one got drunk, but just like I just don't drink much anymore. So anytime I have a couple glasses of wine, I uh, feel it the next day. I don't drink much anymore. And also I'm getting older, you know. So if you have like it's it's like you have to I don't know. Um, It was uh, it's so I might be sweating out the cup of whiskey I had at the pool with my neighbors right now gross sorry what am I talking about all right the girl uh, take me out so take me out is I think it's on internationally still like it was like in an internet like in other countries take me out was a huge hit right like on for years like lot like a huge so they brought her over to the U.S. and getting on this show at the time I didn't know what like big opportunity it was going to be um but it, it they they went all out on everything right like Zoe Deschanel's hairstylist did my hair Emma Stone's makeup artist did my makeup which is funny because uh I get Emma Stone a lot like a lot of people think I sound and look like her I don't see it or hear it but I know that we see ourselves differently than the other humans do um but uh she was like it's interesting because not only do you look and sound like her but you have a lot of the same mannerisms like I do her makeup and so I know her and you so interesting right so they went all out on this fucking show right all out like and so the, the premise is um, there's 30 women at podiums, 30 women at podiums, and we, um, uh, a guy comes out and he's like, and we all have like buzzers on, right? We have buzzer, buzz, buzz, buzzards, is that the word? Buttons that buzz. Yeah, I think it's buzzard, whatever. Um, and so our podiums are all lit up. And a guy comes out and he's like, hey, what's up? I'm Todd. I like to sing and skateboard. And like gives like, uh, you know, a little bit about himself or maybe there's a video. It doesn't matter. There's like a there's like a 15 minute video about Todd. Right. And in that video, if you would still date Todd after the video, you don't hit the buzzard. If you wouldn't, you hit the buzzard and then you tap out of Todd. Right. So then George Lopez, who is the host, would wander around to each of the girls that tapped out and ask why. Why would you tap out? Right. And then um, and then Todd would Todd would then give a little bit more information and then people would tap out and then that would go on until there was like only a couple girls left and then Todd would go around and decide which girl he wanted to date I believe just based off looks which is superficial and funny but like well I don't believe that we had an opportunity really to be like hi Todd I'm Kim and I'm from Littleton Colorado but he uh and then and then they go on a date and then the following episode they would show the date right and so you would be on this show. So I was working at a bar at the time. And that's also, this This show is actually making me, 
is what's making me be like, remember when you chose big wangs over take me out and not and like take me out brought on a lot of opportunities and a lot of exposure. But I the money wasn't as good as I was making at big wangs, which is such a weird statement. Um, so I came in late. And so once a girl leaves, they 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 replace her with another girl. Right. And so I was one of the girls that was going to replace. I wore the same outfit like you. They would get you ready every day in hopes. And not every time would a girl leave. Sometimes everybody would say no to a guy. Sometimes everybody would say no to a guy. Oh, my God. I forgot. I have so much about this show. This show is fucking wild. This is going to take up the whole episode. I hope you're interested. Um, so I had so much to talk about today. I, I with this show, there's so much fucking shit. So, uh. So I waited in the same outfit for like three days. And the funny thing is, so they get you fully dolled up. I mean, like we were they, like beautifully dolled up, like one of the prettiest I've ever felt in my life. Right. And uh, my hair was like a fucking uh, what was what's the fembot from Austin Powers? Oh, so pretty. I'll post a photo of it. Oh, I, I would kill to be able to do my hair like that every day. Um, and but like. When I wasn't on the show, no one talked to me. Literally no one. I mean, and like, and once I got on the show, I understood because it was, but it was like a, it was like a click. But as soon as I got on the show, all the girls were like, oh my God, your dress is so pretty. And I was like, dude, I've been wearing this dress for three days. Uh, But the women were awesome. The women were, that was the best part about it. Like we, I stood next to this girl, Joanna Stevens, who is so, and she was really, and all the girls were so tall too, which not all of them, but a lot of us were fucking tall, which was great. Cause normally I'm on those shows and I'm like, hi, I'm Kim. I'm six, nine. And they're like, I'm five, two. And uh, that usually gets me eliminated right out of the gate. Um, But she was taller than me. It was so cool. And the women on this show um, man, there's so many, co- and they were all like some of it, like some of us were, there was a couple comedians, um, Aaron Darling. I got to meet her on there who is going to be one of my, my guests when I have guests in a few weeks, uh, a hilarious comedian, very funny. She has her own podcast, a, a hot pizza ass. Please look that up. It's very good. Very, um, it's very good. Very, um, one of my favorite podcasts and one of my favorite women, uh, Julia. God, there was so like every woman you met on there was just like, it, it was really empowering. They are beautiful, strong, independent, like loving, like you, like there, there's such like, there's a, there's a, uh, stigma is not the word I'm looking for stereotype that if you get like 30 beautiful women in a room, they're all going to fight and be catty and like, they're going to hate each other. And that wasn't the case at all. Um, every single woman on that show was awesome. Um, I think that's why it's so disappointing with Nicole Cause she was so, she was not, I mean, I don't, like I said, like, I remember she was really nice. Um, but just awesome women, women that I'm still friends with right now, like nine, 10 years later, still friends with. Uh, so it was, I was on Playboy radio for that show. It was just a really cool experience. Um, how I got on the show. So I don't think I've told you guys this story yet. And if I have, uh, I'm going to tell it again. Um, I think it's worth repeating. And I also know that some people I'm going to take a sip of water. That's what I do in comedy, too, when I'm on stage and I want a sip of water. Uh, I don't know how to just pause and take a sip. I have to announce it so everyone knows. I don't know. It just feels so awkward. Um, uh, I've I've been told that a lot of listeners are just skipping around. So it's not like the podcast. My podcast isn't really like linear. Like, oh, next week I'll tell you the story. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's it's all by the seat of my pants, baby. Um, So I, the night before... I almost didn't go to this audition and I literally rolled out of bed. Like, I think I should, well, I had to shower. I'll tell. Okay. So the night before I met this guy, like a week before the audition, I met this guy. I went to a bar in, um, studio city with a girl I am no longer friends with because she is not a good person, but, and she wasn't, we go to this bar and it was just like, she's just very like, everyone look at me. And like, I don't care about what people have to say. I just want all the attention. Right. And so we go to this bar and she wanders off to meet whoever and then, you know, what, whatever, like she wanders off to go talk to more important people than what she thought I was. That's, I know that sounds awful. We're not friends anymore. So what, because of stuff like that, like, you know, when you go out with the person, at least I had a lot of friends like this in my, in my twenties where you'd go out with someone like a girlfriend and the whole time they weren't really there to see you. They were there to be like, Oh, I want to meet dudes or like, who's more important at this place is my sound every week I freak out about the sound um I don't freak out but I'm like it, it looks like it's 
and then I, okay there it goes okay um it shows the little like thing and I'm I don't feel like I'm talking that quietly um <laughs> I'm losing it uh but you know one of those people that it's just like they're not there for you they're there they're they're using you so they can go out and not be alone because the second we got there she went off and talked to like every dude in the bar so I'm sitting at the bar and and uh there's a guy sitting across the way and I don't know why I did this but I was just like I I wasn't in the mood to like be hit on so I was like I'm gonna see how weird I can get before this guy gets turned off and leaves right so there's popcorn at this bar so I'm lifting the popcorn up to my face like a dog and I'm eating it like a dog making like really intense eye contact with this guy and it's not working he's just laughing he's laughing so hard he's loving it he's not like what the fuck is wrong with this bitch so I like double down I like I'm really going at it right so then he finally comes over and he starts talking to me his name is Casey poor Casey you guys are gonna call him an angel at the end of this story um so uh he he uh comes over we start talking and then my friend who wants attention comes over because now I'm talking to a dude and now she's taking the attention away but Casey has no interest in her because he likes the girl who eats popcorn like a dog apparently I want to look this guy up now but I can't I don't remember his, I don't know his last name I just know his name is Casey and truthfully I don't think I could pick him out of a lineup because lineups are typically like someone who looks exactly this, like a bunch of guys that look the same, right? I think. Um, but yeah, so I couldn't pick. He, he's like a he's a white guy with brown hair and brown eyes and average height. Like, couldn't pick him out of a lineup. But now that I retell this story, I'm like, oh man, I just had I just had intimacy issues. You know what I mean? Like, I just couldn't let anyone get close. And I've talked about that. That I'm still working through that. I'm not dating right now because I would like to keep working on myself and I still am only attracted to trash fires just if you're a big trash fire man I'm in you know what I mean I will burn down my life for you so I'm not dating right now because I don't want to be that woman anymore um but so Casey's not interested in my attention grabbing friend he still wants to talk to the girl who eats popcorn like a dog um very sexy so we spend the whole night talking I get his number or he gets my number whatever and then we go out again and then the third night we go out is the night before this audition. And let me preface a couple of things. Once, first, I was a massive party girl at the time. So I was hammered, right? Hammered. And number two, my booty bear, Henry, the, the cat, my best friend. Um, oh, man, guys, it's so hot in here. Um, I just burped too. Cute. He wasn't letting me sleep at the time, right? So this is like nine, ten years ago. And no, because he, he had his 10th birthday last week. So it was like eight years ago. So he was still a little guy. He was still like a, a, a child. So he wasn't letting me sleep. So I wasn't sleeping more than like an hour to a night, like consistently, right? And so I was so tired. So let me just preface this whole story with, I was a big party girl, was very drunk, and also wasn't sleeping. You probably know where this is going. I don't know if you know where this is going. Um, so we're supposed to meet at Big Wang's. I go to Big Wang's hammered it was Easter Sunday I remember that because I was somewhere celebrating Easter fucking Easter I hate Easter it's the stupidest holiday it's so dumb um please don't DM me about uh Jesus um or do and I'll read it on next week's podcast um so um I show up I'm hammered and then Casey shows up and he's like wow you're really drunk <laughs> I was like should we do another shot and he was like you're like really drunk I think I'm gonna take you home and I was like, I'm not going anywhere with you. You're a stranger. Then I go home with him, right? I go home with him. He takes me back to his place. I don't know why he took me back to his place. Again, I was really drunk. So either he took me back to his place because I wasn't able to tell him where I lived. Or he was like, hmm. no, Casey was a good dude, man. He was a good dude. So I don't think he was bringing me home to be like, oh, I'm going to fuck her because she's super, you know, she's not she's not uh able to consent uh she he was a good dude but he did take me back to his place and uh I peed his bed I peed that dude's bed I really peed his bed I mean I like full-blown wet that bed dude wet that bed I'm like, I don't know if anybody's ever paid the bed as an adult. There's a lot of stuff. This is this is what my old closer, too, was. This was, like, the best thing that ever happened to comedian Kim at the time. Because I was like, this is gold. Um, 
Like while I, while I was trying to figure out what to do, the girl in me wanted to die, but the comedian in me was like, "This is fucking awesome. This is gonna be the best closer." And it was for a really long time. It's a great story. Uh, it's a great story. So. If you've ever peed the bed as an adult, this is how it goes down. You're dreaming, you're peeing. And like I said, I was drunk and hadn't slept. So I was like out to the world, right? I was like dead to the world because like I didn't have a cat that was like running around like a like a monster. God, I love that animal so much. Um, and so I was dead to the world. So I'm dreaming that I'm peeing and then you're it makes you really warm, right? Like it's relieving and you're warm and you're happy because like the pee's warm. So you're like cozy before you realize it's pee. And then you wake up and you're like, fuck, I peed the bed. So I'm laying there and I turn and I look and he's sound asleep. And I laid in my own piss for legitimately 30 minutes trying to figure out what the fuck to do. Now, I know a lot of you right now are thinking, well, this is what I would have done. Fuck off. You wouldn't have thought about it in the moment. Also, you can't exactly like there's okay, I'm going to debunk over the years. People have told me the things that they would have done and I'm going to debunk them all right now. There's really only two specific ones. One, everyone's like a lot of people are like, I would have just left. Now, remember, I've never been to this place before. I am almost naked and I don't know where any of my shit is, right? Like I wasn't sober when I came in the door. So it's not going to be a quiet escape. It's not like, like I know my shit's right by the bed. I know the doors like 10, like I haven't been to this apartment. It's pitch black. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do, right? So like that, that's not an option. I will wake him up if I skedaddle. Also, that's kind of mean. Um, and then other people are like, why don't you just like spill some water on it. Now I am going to explain why I know that won't work. And, um, and it will also tie back around to why I didn't have a lot of friends in high school. <laughs> I peed on a man's couch once in high school. Um, I, uh, we used to hang out with these boys from another school, uh, an all boys school. Uh, my few friends and I and it's clear that they didn't have a lot of friends either and we didn't have a lot of friends so together the like eight of us were like and they were all very attractive and we were attractive but we were all just nerds and so we just like and brand one of the guys Brandon's mom let us drink in the basement so like we would just like hang out in the hot tub so one night I got out of the hot tub I'm soaking wet and I'm gonna pee I have to pee really really bad and my friend Catherine uh falls like face plants in the living room and it was really funny. So I was going to pee my pants. So I tried to sit on the couch to hold the pee in instead of walking the six feet to the toilet. I don't know why. Like the, the, the couch and the toilet were the exact same distance. But I opted to go sit on the couch and piss my pants <laughs> instead of going over to the fucking bathroom and peeing in the toilet like a like a regular person. So I peed all over that couch. And when I stood up, I was like, thank God I'm wet, right? Like, at least I'm wet. So you probably won't be able to see it. No, it was one really, really dark, wet circle. And then on the outskirts, a really, really light, dark, uh, wet circle. So it was like clear that's the pee and that was the hot tub water. So back to the story of me peeing that dude's bed, dumping a glass of water. The consistency is different. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it, the pee was just too thick, right? So like those are the two main things I hear is just like dump water, blame the water. Neither one of those would have worked, right? Also hindsight's 2020. When you're in the moment, you're not really thinking like, so I laid in my own pee for 30 minutes thinking, what the fuck am I going to do? Oh my God, what am I going to do? Like I said, like the girl in me was like, I want to die. But the comic in me was like, this is so goddamn funny that I started laughing out loud. I cracked myself up, which then woke him up. Now, he doesn't know me that well, right? Like, we only hung out, like, this is the third time we've hung out. And I was hammered the night before. So, really, he hung out with me two and a half times, right? I am curled up in a ball at the foot of, like, in the middle of his bed, staring up at him, laughing to myself, like, <laughs> how fucking creepy is that? He wakes up to me staring at him going, <laughs> in the fetal position. And he's like... Uh, what the fuck are you doing? And I laughed again. And then he goes, seriously, what the fuck are you doing? And so I stood up. I took my pillow and I covered the pee up. And I know a lot of people, for some reason, a lot of people are concerned about that fucking pillow. People are like, what about his pillow? I peed that bed, guys. The damage was done. Like, there, there might as well have been pee all over the bed. It was so bad. So I covered the pee with the pillow. 
And then I just stared at him some more. And he goes, you are really fucking freaking me out. What happened? And then I burst into tears and yelled, I wet the bed. And then I ran into the bathroom, which weirdly enough, I remembered where that was. And I slammed the door and I locked it. And I hear him go, you wet the, oh my God, you wet the bed. And I was like, look, man. So now I turn on the shower. I take off my underwear. And I also was like, ladies will understand this. And men who have been around women ever, uh, those of you who are grossed out by this, like grow up. Um, I, it was my period underwear, which is so sexy that I went over to a dude's house with my fucking period underwear. You know, the one that you damaged and you wear when you're about to be on your period again. So it doesn't matter if you damage it some more. So it's already like this gross, bloody underwear, like dried blood underwear, gross. Uh, and now it's full of pee. So I take off the underwear and I put it at the bottom of his trash can. Now, I wish I could tell you that is the first and last time I have put my a pair of underwear at the bottom of a stranger's trash can. Normally, it's mine, which is good in that time, but sometimes it's not mine. I'll tell the, that story another time. Um, if you have questions, DM me, uh, as always. Or email me. Remember the email. No one uses the email. The first time I get an email from my kimcrawlspace at gmail.com, I'm going to be very fucking stoked. Uh... And then I started showering and we're talking through the door and he's trying to get me to come out. Oh man, I just got really hot again. It's so hot in here. Like what if I puked in here? That'd be pretty terrible for my computer, but pretty funny for the podcast, right? Always thinking about the comic. Um, so it's so hot. Uh, so um, he's talking to me through the door and he's like, yo, it's okay. Just come out. It's fine. And I was like, listen, man, it was really nice meeting you. Um, we had a fun couple of days, but I'm going to just stay in here until you got to go to work and then I'll just let myself out. Cause I am not coming out of this bathroom. I'm never looking you in the eye again. And he's like, that's like nine hours from now. And I was like, dude, I am fully prepared to hang out in this bathroom for the next nine hours. And he's like, he's like, I can't let you do that. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to climb out the window. I'll, he goes, well, first of all, you don't have pants on. And I live in the second story. Just come out. And he cleaned up the pee. I know. Everyone's like, what an angel. What an angel. I kind of think, like, what kind of freak show is okay with something like that? Like, if some dude peed my bed, I'd be like, get the fuck out. Especially at, like, 28. I know. Now that I'm older, I'm looking back and I'm like, yeah, he was probably a really good guy that I probably shouldn't have been let go because I let him go. So he cleans it up. He did try to have sex with me. I called my friend Kaylee at the time right afterwards and he's sitting right there and I was like I don't know what to do he's like it's fine she's like he's saying it's fine why are you on the phone with me and I was just like I'm mortified which I'm more embarrassed that I called her in front of him about peeing the bed than I am about peeing the bed right I don't know why I don't know if that makes any sense like I gotta call my mom uh, she's not my mom but you know what I mean like more embarrassed that I called my friend than I was than I am that I peed the bed I don't know if that makes any sense but Looking back on that story, I'm like, why did I call my friend? What a douchebag. Uh, not to pee the bed. But then he did try and have sex with me. I was like, dude, I'm not feeling super sexy right now. I just peed all over your bed. And he goes, come on. It's the least you could do. And that's the end of the joke that I tell. Uh, that's like the end. And that, that never gets a laugh, but that gets a, oh, shit. And I like to live, leave my audiences with an oh, shit moment than a laugh. I don't know why. But a lot of times that's how I leave it. Uh, maybe that's why I'm not uh, uh, more successful. Um, just kidding. But like, so he, of course, he's like, all right, I understand. And so we go to bed. We wake up the next morning and he's like, I'm going to drive you home. And I'm like, okay. And I'm super uncomfortable. I'm so embarrassed. And I'm also embarrassed because I was also hammered the night before too. So I also had like the hammered, embarrassing, like the, the drunk girl story of that and then all, and then I peed his bed so I'm just so embarrassed right I'm just like just get me the fuck out of here and he's like look I know last night wasn't great um but I really like you and I just I want to give this another shot I'd love to take you to dinner this week please let me I'd love to call you I'd love to take you to dinner like I'd love to just forget this and like I still really like you yeah he was a good dude as I'm telling the story I'm like man you left one you let that one go uh and I went home and I uh, called my mother, um, who, I, uh, you know, I don't talk about much and I don't really have a relationship with. But at the time, she was uh, she was my mom at the time, like uh, the, the mom that I 
I don't know how to describe it. Unless you have a mentally ill mother who has a drug alcohol problem, you're not going to get it. But uh, she was she was sober and on the right kind of meds. So she was like the woman I adored. Right. And we were very close at this time. And so I call her and I was like, mom, you need to call me back right away. I did something very embarrassing and I need, I need, I need support. And it was funny. She told me she went into my, my stepdad was reading the newspaper and she goes, I got to call Kimberly. Apparently she did something that she's really embarrassed about. And my stepdad stops reading, looks at her and goes, your daughter was embarrassed about something. Oh God, it's got to be good. It's got to be really, because you know, I don't get embarrassed very easily. I do something embarrassing 40, like something that other humans would deem embarrassing like 45 times a day and I don't find it embarrassing so I called my mother she didn't answer um and then Casey called and Casey called and Casey called and I never picked up and I ghosted Casey and now as I'm telling this story I'm like dude he was a good guy he probably was a good dude. Maybe he's the one that got away. I don't know. I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Truthfully, I don't care. But uh, if I I did find him on Instagram a couple weeks later, and he was tagged in a photo of Depends, and the caption was like, Casey, this would have come in handy for you a couple weeks ago. And I was like, oh, that guy told all of his friends. So even if like we did work out, I would be the girlfriend that wet the bed. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make myself feel better because he was a good dude. I let a lot of good dudes go over the years that I probably owe amends to just because I was too afraid of a good man. I'm working through it. I'm working through it. But that was the morning of the Take Me Out audition, right? So remember, that's what we're, we're talking about. We're talking about the show Take Me Out. And uh, that was the morning of that. So I was, I was horribly embarrassed, horribly sad, right? Like I was just so like just that horrible feeling the next morning. The next morning you have after a bad drunk night, you know, like I think all of us can relate to that. Um, plus I peed this dude's bed. Like it was just like, I'm going to die alone, like all that stuff. And I was like, and, and, and I'm like, on top of that, you can't miss an audition. That was literally the only thing that got me to that audition. Like I was like, you can't on top of it, miss this audition. Cause then you're going to feel worse about yourself. But I also didn't get ready. I literally showered and went with wet hair, no makeup. And I went in front of the two casting directors and they were like, tell us about yourself. And I was like, oh, last night, and I told that story, and they were rolling laughing, right? They were laughing so hard that I, that I got the show, and that they put me on the show. I cannot, and then I was like, oh, this is a bit. Uh, and so I did the show, and oh, we did Playboy Radio. Nicole did Playboy Radio. There was only like five of us that went on that radio show, and it was so funny. We played like a Take Me Out with... Uh, two playmates and um some girl some girl they found I don't know who the girl was but it was like two like big boob bikini playmates that were lesbians and then a, a, a lesbian off the street they found I guess so it was like we played it with them and it was so funny because everyone the other four girls that were doing it I wasn't close to my family at the time right I hadn't spoken to my dad had, what, had I cut my dad out at this point I'm so bad at timelines if you guys haven't figured that out I'm like I don't know it could have been yesterday it could have been 12 years ago no idea um but I didn't I wasn't talking to my family really so and and also I talk to my family now and I have no shame I feel like if they are listening to this and they want to not be in my life anymore I feel like that's sort of on them I'm gonna just be myself you know what I mean? Like I'm going to, yeah, the Jehovah's Witnesses a couple weeks ago told me that, uh, oh, they don't listen to this. Remember how I was scared that they were going to listen to this? They said they tried to listen to my comedy and they got through one minute of it and they turned it off because it was too upsetting. And they said, if I was more like Jim Gaffigan, they would listen to my comedy and support me. And I just, I haven't talked to them since because that's what they did to my cousin, my, 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 my cousin who's gay. They, they basically were like, oh, we'll love you if you fit into our little box. And I, I haven't, this is a hard left turn. I know a right turn doesn't matter. Hard, hard turn from the take me out story. But like I, after they said that, I felt so icky when I got off the phone and I'm like, why do I care that they want me to be more like Jim Gaffigan, <laughs> which was fine right before I was like, oh, he went on a big Twitter meltdown and lost a whole bunch of followers. Cause he basically was like, fuck Trump. And they were like, oh my. And I'm like, yeah, he's a human with opinions. Those are jokes. Come on. Um, but I felt so icky after that phone call and I couldn't figure out why I couldn't figure out why. And then I talked it out with a friend and I was like, oh, because obviously not on the, the massive level that they did to my cousin over being gay, but like it was it, on a smaller level, it was like, yeah, you don't fit into this box. So we don't love you. And I just don't have people like that in my life. So I, I, when I was on Playboy radio, I, 
I was all out. I talked about fucking women and all. Like, I mean, I, I think I don't think I've ever talked about this on this, this show. I am a little bisexual. Um, I don't know if I would be able. I don't know if I'm attracted to a woman. Sexually, I am. But I don't know um, dating wise, if that makes any sense. Um, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I just haven't met the right woman yet. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a couple years ago that I, I came out and was like, oh, I'm bisexual. And it's not it's not. I don't know. I've never had a girlfriend. I tried to hit on a girl once and then she told me she wasn't going to be my face. What a bitch, right? Just so mean. She like belittled me in front of a lot of people. It was the first woman I ever hit on. And I was like, oh, never mind. I will go back in the closet. Um, not a closet. You know what I mean? Um, but I, uh, I talked about fucking women on this thing and all, and all the girls were like, oh my God, I can't. But I, I was a hit. I was hilarious, right? And, and just because I didn't hold back. I also was the only stand-up comedian that went on the Playboy radio show. So that I, I and inherently we are less shameful about our shit um but god that was all over the place wasn't it um but yeah we were on that playboy radio a lot of exposure oh because I just told you about how I how I think I'm bisexual I tried I tried to bring it up on my last show that was on dash the Kim and Ken show and everyone that was in that room sort of shamed me into like that isn't that big of a deal and it what it, it, it and I was like oh okay I guess it's not but there is still an element of talking about it. and there's still people who like if my Jehovah's Witness family found out that I have slept with women they would oh my god I just touched something furry I hope it's a Henry um I don't think a mouse would just be sitting at the bottom of my feet hanging out it's probably Henry um or a piece of clothing I'm losing it um but yeah I think like like they would they already are basically like oh you don't fit in our box so we're not going to support your comedy it just made me feel icky afterwards and I couldn't figure out why and then I realized it was that and talking to them the last couple of months we've been having like a one hour a week I thought it was so special and so cool but it was always in the back of my mind what that they disowned my cousin because he because of his sexuality um and it was always like that is going to be something we're going to have to address at some point if we are ever going to be close because that is uh, my friend was like, that's terrible. And I was like, no, that's fucking terrible. Fucking terrible. Like to not love someone based on who they love. That's, that's, and that's, I don't want that kind of person in my life, period. I don't care if I'm related to you. I don't give a fuck, right? Like I, love is love is love is love. Fuck. Jesus. Sorry. There's just so much going on politically that, that there's, I just can't believe that there's people in the world who still are homophobic. That's fucking wild to me that still blame their made up God. It's just so I, I don't know. It's just so. And like, I think it was Samuel Jackson who said homophobic isn't a thing. You're not afraid of gay people. You're an asshole. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't decided. Uh, my uh, my mentor sponsor. Um, it's like a mentor sponsor. We talked about it and she is on the side that I should say something I'm on the side that maybe I'll just ghost and never talk to him again or just like keep him at a distance, but definitely not do these long Zoom calls because I just don't like to, I don't talk to people that afterwards I feel bad. I think that that's a good rule to have. If I, ta if I hang out with you or talk to you and afterwards I feel drained or bad, I just don't hang out with you anymore, regardless of your family. But she's, my, my, my sponsor is probably right. Um standing up to that is probably important I just don't know how I will do that just say it really bothered me like it's it and I know that they're not in their minds they're not saying we'll love you only if but it is conditional love and I just I don't have time for that shit anymore you know just don't have time for it I mean, just like this, this Nicole broad, she blocked me. Uh, so she, I, I wrote, I wrote the, the big post and she defended his white supremacy BS. And, uh, I'm friends with a lot of comedians on Facebook. She got buried. One of my buddies, uh, were, uh, produces a lot of shows at the comedy store and told her to poison herself, which is, you know, probably a little aggressive but hilarious uh he she's like I took screenshots of your threats and I'm sending them to your employer we're like who the comedy store the comedy store is not going to be like what he he was de defending <laughs> I don't even know like the comedy store will laugh your ass out of the room fuck off but it's interesting a couple of the girls from take me out messaged me one was like oh yeah I had to block her a long time ago another one was like oh my god I had no idea and it's just it's just 
This election, man. I don't know. He div- he's divisive. It's it's Obama was never Bush was never divisive. It was ah, oh, it's just so crazy, so fucking crazy. So I peed the bed. Um, I would like to do a poop scoop. Um, I also want to do a real quick, a real quick um PSA, I guess, uh, for um, yeah, tell and and spread this around, please, because it's really important. Um, I walked out of work last night or the other night. Uh, the other night. I don't know. Remember, I don't know timelines. It could have been three weeks ago. could have been two hours ago. I, I, I feel like my human body does not calculate time the rest the way the rest of the humans do. Um, that's a weird way to put it. Uh, so I walked out to my car uh, late at night, right? And under the windshield was a $10 bill. And um, that is a sex trafficking thing. Uh, if you're unaware of that, that is what uh, sex traffickers do. They put money under a windshield. So you get you you're like, oh, money, that's weird. And you go over and you pull the money off. And then while you're distracted and not paying attention to your surroundings, they snatch you. And um, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. I, I I'm fine. Obviously, I didn't get sex trafficked, but um, I'm here. Uh, but I just I don't know. I told all the girls I worked with. And it's so interesting. I told everybody I worked with. It's so interesting. The men were like, oh, OK, or like, oh, that's a thing. But the women were like, oh, my God, thank you so much for telling me. Because we've had to spend our, our lives being hypervigilant over shit like that. Um, that's very specific. But just, like, be careful out there. It's um, a lot of scary shit's going on. I got to keep the $10 bill. So that was kind of cool. Um, and I'm safe. That's even cooler. Uh, and then I want to do a little poop scoop. Let's do a little poop scoop. And then we'll bring this, this I was going to say, we'll bring this fucker home. I do not know why I would say that. <laughs> I'm having a good time today, guys. Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, maybe I'll do one lucky broad. I feel like the one lucky broad is the same every week. Um, I'm just so fucking lucky. You know what I mean? You ever just sit in your home? I was, my, my apartment is in a uh, disarray right now because they were painting our balconies. Like we have our our outside. I have an apartment that's like a motel where it's not a motel, but you know what? There's not an indoor hallway. I love it though. You walk out and it's just like this beautiful view of Hollywood. Not a lot of people love it. A lot of people are like, Hollywood's gross, but I love my concrete jungle. Um, but they painted that last night and I had to pull all of my plants and I have a little table out there. So I had to pull it all indoors and I had to like rearrange shit. So they were high enough that Henry and Lucy don't, can't have access to it because, I don't, I don't know what they can eat and what they can't in plant world. And, um, I love those animals. So my home is in disarray, right? It's just like tables are all over the place. Like it's just, it's, and I was sitting there this morning looking at it. And the last time it looked like this where the furniture was like crazy rearranged, it was when I first moved in here and it was the first like one bedroom all by myself, no roommates apartment. Like when I first moved here, I lived in a room by myself, like a bachelor, uh, a small refrigerator hot plate situation where we had a uh, uh, shared kitchen. But this is like my own big space, right? Like I have a bathroom and a kitchen and a bedroom and like a living room and like, and like it was all in disarray, right? Because I, I had hired these movers, uh, rock and roll movers, if you ever want to move. Uh, it's uh, uh, artists, rock and roll guys or in bands, uh, started a moving company as their day job and they did so great they were so cool they had a beer with me afterwards it was awesome um but the last time it was like that you know my couch was in my you know I hadn't rearranged it yet I just told them throw everything in there and I'll figure it out and so I'm sitting there today like 10 years later of living in this place and I'm looking around and I'm just like I remember 28 year old Kim was sitting on her couch that was half in the kitchen half in the dining room wondering what was going to happen next and like I hadn't started comedy yet I barely started big wangs like I hadn't really you know I hadn't really come into my own and this morning I was sipping coffee looking at that and just like thinking of all the cool shit that's happened and I know that you know life is full of like you know hard shit a lot of hard shit man I mean you're talking to a girl who had a had a had a sketchy ass childhood man I've seen a lot I've seen a lot but if you stop there's just so much beauty I was talking to a girlfriend yesterday I was having a rough day yesterday um I got a lot of demons, a lot of demons from my childhood, and uh, I'm facing them, and some days are hard. Uh, I'm having a lot a lot of new memories of what happened to me as a child, and um, and yeah, yesterday was hard, and that's just going to be the way it is, and what you do when it's hard is you reach out to a good supportive friend, and you 
you, you make sure you know you're not alone. And I told her all this and she listened and she let me cry. And then she said something that I have never thought of that might be my new mantra. Um, she goes, you're just, you're very easy to love. And I don't know, I'm, I'm one lucky broad that I have people that will tell me that. And you, whoever's listening, you're very easy to love too. Whoever, if anyone's ever told you you're not, get them out of your life. Get them out of your life immediately. You're easy to love. Write that down. Um, I'm one lucky broad because I have friends in my life that'll tell me that. So should we do the poop scoop or what? Um, <laughs> uh, I, um, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I've told this story yet, but I, I know there's a story going around about the poop knife. Like there's a kid in a class that they they were talking about the, the weird family. I, I don't know. The kid's like, well, you know, the poop knife. Oh my God. I've been going for an hour. This is going to be a long episode. Whoopsie. Um, the poop knife. I, there, there, it's like an, or I don't know. I don't know who I, my friend Katie, I believe was in this guy's class, but there's like memes about it. This guy had the, the, this family had the knife that they hang on the back of the bathroom door that when they poop too big, then they just use the poop knife to break it off. So many questions, right? Like, do they rinse it off every time? Like, do they rinse off the poop in the sink? So then the poop goes down the sink drain. Like, how do you rinse it? Like just, or do you just leave it there? What does their bathroom smell like? What, who came up with the poop knife? But apparently this guy just thought it was every went out of poop knife right all of us have something from our childhood that you're like oh not other families did that oh not that crazy I don't know I had a pretty weird family so I'm sure that there's a lot of stuff that I it's like that box I hung out in all the time because my mom was doing a lot of drugs I I liked that box and I didn't think it was that weird that I hung out in a box in a closet and then I told someone and they were like you did what that's abuse and I was like oh I liked that box it was safe um that's a weird dark thing to say I know so one time I was at my mom and stepdad's house and I took, I was like 16, I'm going to say, and I took a huge ass dump, man. Like, I mean, like a big poop, like a big rock solid poop, so big that it came up out of the toilet. Right. But it was like rock hard. And, and I, you know, when you, you know what you do when you see that, you go, oh, well done, buddy. You know, you extracted that. That's great. Right. But then I flush and it doesn't go down. Everything else goes down, but it's just... Now it's just clean water with that big ass turd sitting on the top and not going down. It won't go down. And I was like, uh oh. So then I go and tell my mom and my stepdad and they yell at me. They're like, what did you do? I don't know why they did. What a weird thing to yell at a kid for. I got yelled at a lot for bathroom stuff. I think that's why I'm so weird about it. Uh, and why I was so scared to poop anywhere when I was like, when I moved out of the house. Like, because I was shamed all the time for all the pooping I did. Um, so a pooping shame. Uh, so my, my mom gave me a hanger and she's like, you got to break that up. So I sat there while crying, breaking up my own poop. One of the, well, my, my mom watched me and just disappointment. And then it went down. It went down. Such a poop scoop. It's a lot of weird, dark undertones in there that gives you a little bit of an insight of my bad childhood. But uh, that poop knife, I'd like to find the original. If you know the guy who, who grew up with the poop knife, please send his name my way. I have questions. A lot of questions. Um, so that's that. I think I'm going to end on that. That is your crawl space. Um, like I said, I have a lot of uh, fun stuff coming down. I'm going to be releasing guest episodes. Um, a little bit of a format where I, I, I have uh, the crawling up. We're going to still do the poop scoop and the um, lucky broad. But I want to do a segment called crawling up, which is like leveling up. I want to interview people I really admire and hear about how they've leveled up in their life or got through really hard shit. I... I love that stuff. You know, I love, I love, I love talking about my hardships and how I got through it. I think if we all were more open about depression and death and abuse and sexual abuse and all that stuff, it would take the stigma and the shame out of it and it would like empower people. So that is, you know, that's one of the big things I want to do with my life. And this podcast is starting to let me do that. And I want to interview people with that. So stay tuned. Uh, my goal is to have uh, the first episode out um, in two weeks. So one or two weeks. I haven't decided. I'm going to sit down with like a map and stuff. A map of what? Anyone's guess. Uh, okay. Um, please follow me on everything. K-Y-M-K-R-A-L. Share this if you enjoy the podcast. Please share it. I'm trying to get my numbers up. Trying to get more uh, downloads. If you get a shot and you haven't done it yet, please go and subscribe and leave a rating and a review. It just helps so much with getting the podcast more visible. 
on iTunes and podcasts and Spotify and all that stuff. So please, please, please leave a rating and a review. Subscribe. Tell your friends. I have merchandise now. I sold a mask. I was bartending the other day, waitressing. Um, I don't know why I can't say it. Uh, there's no shame in it at all. It's just like I just haven't waited tables in years. That I just It's quicker to say bartending. Um, I, uh, what am I saying? And a girl loved my mask and she bought an awkward and awesome mask. So if you want to get an awkward, awesome merchandise, sweet and creepy, I'm one lucky broad, go to kimcrawl.com. There is some stuff there. I would love it if you rocked some Kim Crawl shit. Um, and thanks again, as always for listening. Um, and always be nice, wear your mask and, uh, DM me some poop scoop because I love hearing about your poop stories. All right. Have a good week. I'll see you guys later. Bye.